I'm Donovan Kane. This is an author spotlight episode of the podcast featuring USA Today best-selling romance author Jenna Jacob. Included along with the interview is a short steamy excerpt from her book The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mama. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Donovan Kane and I'm here with USA Today best-selling author Jenna Jacob. How are you Jenna? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for being on the show. I appreciate you being on it very much. I appreciate I appreciate you being here. I love that you're doing this for us. This is this is amazing. I love the podcast that you're putting together with all these little snippets and everybody's able to like take a taste of what what's out there, what we're writing. Oh, you're very welcome. And and I appreciate all the authors being on it because it's for everybody. I mean, hopefully it's, uh, as they say, a, a win-win, but it's a three-way win on this one because you you have the uh, readers and listeners as well, and everybody gets to kind of learn about uh, the authors and how the books were, were written and uh, where you started your career and things like that. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. This is a, this is a, a career that I've wanted to do since I was 13. And um took me a few years to get there, <laughs> a whole lot of years. Um, but I'm just, I'm loving it. Just loving it. That's fantastic. We're going to start off here with uh, a short steamy excerpt from your book, The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mom. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about this book and set up this scene for us that I'm going to read. All righty. Um, well, let's see. Um uh, this is a, a sizzling age gap forbidden romance. Um, it, it takes place in the quirky little town called Haven, Texas. Um, it's between Austin Carson, the oldest of four Carson brothers, um, who you get to meet in the prequel that's included in this book called The Baby Bargain. Um, that's where you find out that their father, Duke, in an attempt to fulfill um, the deathbed promise he made his wife, Kitty, for to make sure that his, the boys carry on the Carson name, and basically he bribes them with five thousand five million five well five million dollars to the first son, who will get married and give them a, give him a grandchild. And so this this is a story between Austin the oldest and Paige Nelson, who's recently moved in with her grandfather Raymond, who's actually their neighbor, their ranchers or cattle ranchers. And um, the Nelsons and the Carsons have. Um, They've had a decades-long rival. Yeah, thank Hatfields and McCoys. And Austin remembers seeing Paige in Haven um, when she was little because she'd spend the weekends with her grand or parts of, the, parts of the summer, excuse me, with her grandfather. And he remembered her as a gangly, freckled-faced little girl. Um, but he inadvertently rescues her from a pack of coyotes and discovers she's all grown up and stunning. Um so he's he's determined to ignore his attraction to her, but um, there's a there's a problem. Uh, a slick talking lawyer is trying to buy up their ranches, so he has to speak to her. Um, and you know, even the strongest, sexiest alpha males can get <laughs> taken out at the knees. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, it sounds like a wonderful book, and uh, I, of course, read this excerpt uh, previously for you, and you've already listened to it, so let's let everybody else have a listen to it, and then we'll come back and talk more about your books and you. Sounds great. Here is an excerpt from the book, The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mama, a sultry, passionate romance from Jenna Jacob. 
I'm Donovan Kane, and this is a short, steamy excerpt from Jenna Jacobs' book, The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mama, Brides of Haven, Book One. Austin, wait! Hold up! She called, hurrying after him. Pausing, he slowly turned, pinning her with a narrow-eyed glare. What are you doing out here, little girl? He bit out through clenched teeth. His angry demeanor confused her, but Paige didn't let that deter her. I, I, you didn't ask if I was able to convince Grandpa to join you in Colton, she stammered, peering up at him beneath the street lamp. Did you? Well, no, not yet, she stammered as his gaze stalled on her lips. When she nervously licked them, a muffled groan rolled in his throat. Inwardly cursing her lack of experience with men, she lowered her lashes and stared at the tip of his work-roughened boots. An awkward silence hung in the air for several long seconds before Austin cupped her chin. Shivers slid down her spine as she gently tilted her head back and forced her gaze. Let me get this straight. You followed me out here to tell me you don't have anything to tell me? His expression was so unreadable, Paige didn't know if his question was legit or if he was mocking her. When his lips twitched and he arched a brow, definitely mocking. With a defiant lift of her chin, she said the first thing that popped in her brain. Not exactly. Since Grandpa thinks I'm still five and forbade me to talk to you, I thought I'd give you an update since I don't know when we'll be alone again. While Paige silently celebrated the plausible pile of bullshit she just spewed, Austin flashed a blinding smile, transforming his chiseled face into a panty-melting portrait of beauty. Mercy. Her sex clenched and her knees shook. Liar, he murmured with a chuckle before eyeing the shadowy alcove of budding memories, Haven's taxidermy flower shop, now closed for the night. Austin sobered, then captured her with the same smoldering stare that had nearly incinerated her on the dance floor before a knowing smirk curled his lips. We both know why you followed me out here. It wasn't for some pretend update. Busted. Lost in his piercing blue eyes and the wet heat of his breath soaking her mouth, Paige couldn't think of a pithy comeback. Hell, she couldn't think of anything at all except the ache to kiss him. Christ, girl, do you have any idea what you do to me? He growled. Snaking a thick arm around her waist, Austin tucked her in tight against his side. Engulfed in the sinful heat and scent of his body, Paige didn't protest as he led her into the inky alcove, then spun her around to face him. Paige's heart raced as he prowled in closer while his hooded gaze studied the contours of her face. Shuffling backward until her backside met the cold plate glass window, she swallowed tightly. You are playing with fire, little girl. If you don't stop, we're both going to get burned beyond recognition. She tried to make sense of his words, but his low voice and wet breath collided with the mounting ache between her legs, short-circuiting her brain. If you're not a hundred percent sure you're ready to dive into danger, Tell me now. Understand? No, 
not completely. Paige nodded anyway. She didn't care about rules, risk, or consequences. Not when each raspy syllable scraping the back of his throat clawed her soul. Austin cupped her cheeks, igniting sparks to zip from head to toe, then dipped his chin and leaned in. He was so close she could taste the beer on his tongue. Be sure, little girl. Be absolutely sure, he warned, tilting her head back even farther. I am. His nostrils flared and his breath roughened. Holding her prisoner with a stormy stare, Austin cupped her nape and aligned her mouth beneath his. I'll be as gentle as I... No, I don't want gentle. I want you. Then God help us both, he muttered, sliding his fingers up her scalp before cinching a fist in her hair. Tingles skipped across her head. Tremors, equal parts excitement and fear, quaked her body. Easing in closer, he pressed himself against her, pinning her firmly against the glass before rocking his hips and wedging his thick, hard erection between her folds. Liquid fire flooded her veins. The ache between her legs swelled, pulsing and throbbing. When a needy whimper spilled off her tongue, Austin brushed a feather-soft kiss across her lips. We're both going to hell, you know that, right? I don't care, she panted. Neither do I. Austin's words were still vibrating her ribs as his mouth crashed over hers, stealing the air from her lungs. With an urgent yet tender caress, he nuzzled and nudged her lips, pouring passion and hunger into her like a thundering waterfall. Paige groaned, drowning in a mind-bending bliss she'd never dreamed possible. Then again, how could she? She'd only ever been kissed by boys who hadn't a clue what they were doing. Not Austin. He was a man. All man. A confident, commanding man, magically climbing deeper inside her with each sublime stroke of his warm lips. A man clearly capable of destroying her in ways Paige couldn't comprehend. Yet. But she was dying to learn. Lost in a dizzying cyclone of demand, Paige wrapped her arms around his neck and held on for dear life. With a guttural groan of approval, he swept his tongue along the seam of her lips. Paige didn't readily invite him in for fear he'd incinerate her to ash. But Austin didn't relent. He simply dismantled her fears one masterful stroke of his tongue after the next. Sliding her hands to his chiseled biceps, she fisted his shirt, then bravely parted and let him in. He groaned again, then, like a hungry animal, plunged past her lips. As Austin swallowed her kitten's soft moans, his tongue swept over hers, scraping, lashing, and swirling every wet crevice. Head spinning and heart racing, Paige whimpered when he wrapped his tongue around hers, then with a lewd, lazy glide, pulled her into his sweltering mouth and suckled softly. Her nipples tingled and tightened, her nerve endings sang, her body hummed, her heart roared, her skin grew so tight her clothes chafed. An aching pressure, heavy and demanding, pressed in all around her. 
Austin continued swallowing the pitiful whimper scraping off her throat as she clung to him like a lifeline. Straining for more, Paige opened wider, boldly tangling her tongue with his. She felt his cock grow impossibly harder, thicker, hotter. With a guttural growl, he rocked his hips, prodding his wide crest where she needed it most. Pulse thundering in her ears, Paige surrendered to the innate feminine force taking over her body and answered Austin's primal masculine call by rocking her hips, meeting his thrusts. Hot nectar spilled into her panties as a low, grisly roar rumbled from deep in his chest. Suddenly, Austin tore from her lips. What the fuck are you doing? An inky wave of shame slid through her. Closing her eyes, she dropped her chin to hide her embarrassment. Look at me, he ordered, tugging her head back. Self-preservation screamed, No. But Paige was so lost beneath his spell, she couldn't refuse. Tucking that disturbing reaction away to dissect later, she slowly lifted her lashes. Instantly seized by the hunger blazing in his smoky eyes, she dragged in a ragged breath and shivered. Go home, little girl, while you still can. Make me. Paige dragged her tongue over his swollen lips before kissing him with all the hunger he was ignited inside her. His expression turned dark and dangerous. If anyone but Austin looked at her that way, Paige would turn tail and run. Despite her grandpa's slanderous remarks, she wasn't afraid of Austin. She only feared the addicting desires he effortlessly conjured inside her. I'll never force you to do anything you don't want, little girl. She was still struggling to process the fine line between pleasure and madness when he claimed her lips, urgently, brutally. Paige clutched his shirt tighter to keep from floating away while he trailed fiery kisses to her ear, nipped her lobe, then scraped his teeth and tongue down her neck. Mind swirling from every new and intoxicating sensation he bestowed, she tilted her head, granting him full access. As his lips, teeth, and tongue laid waste to her hot flesh, his whiskers scraped and scored her throat. His hands, his magically gifted, calloused hands were everywhere, kneading her ass, cupping her breast, scraping, plucking, and pinching her nipples while his steely shaft prodded her pussy. White-hot flames licked her spine and spread through her limbs. He was searing her from the inside out, with a low, feral growl, Austin wrapped his wide hand around her throat and melded his mouth to hers, swallowing her keening cries and needy moans. Helpless to stave off the orgasm mounting inside her, much bigger and stronger than any she'd ever given herself, Paige surrendered. Bliss barreled down on her like a runaway freight train. She couldn't have stopped the momentum if she'd wanted to. And God help her, she didn't. Austin, she mewled. This is what you do to me, little girl. He growled, gripping her ass before bouncing her over his stabbing cock. Each exacting crush to her clit sent sparks exploding through every cell of her body and filled the air with her musky feminine spice. Feel it? His lust-laden snarl made her tunnel clutch. Feel what you fucking do to me? Yes. Austin tugged the edge of her halter top aside 
and gazed at her rosy, distended nipple. The cool air kissed her skin, but warmed again when he cupped her breast and issued a gratified groan. Kneading her heavy orb, he pressed his mouth to hers and drank in her whimpers as he rolled and plucked her aching tip. Lifting from her lips with a slow seep of his tongue, Austin dipped his head, sending his Stetson tumbling to the ground, and latched his mouth over her breast, pulling her aching flesh hard and deep. Paige jolted and pinched her lips together to keep from crying out as she drove her fingers through his soft black hair and gripped his scalp. Sucking, laving, and scraping his way to her throbbing nipple, he lashed her pebbled peak, sending a trail of lava straight to her clit. Like a summer storm, lightning splintered, and the brutal orgasm building within thundered. Gaining so much more strength and power, Paige couldn't hold back any longer. Help me, please, she panted wildly. I'm on fire. Lifting his chin, he held her with a hooded stare and smiled as if watching her suffer somehow pleased him. Ever so lightly, he captured her throbbing nipple between his teeth. Hold on, little girl. I'll save you. Placing a hand over her mouth, Austin began thrusting his hips faster. Her pussy clutched the emptiness inside her as she copiously wept into her panties. With his lustful stare still locked on her, he scraped his teeth down her breast, then nipped her glistening nipple. Catching her cry of pain in his palm, Austin quickly bathed the burning tip with his tongue. The monstrous orgasm pressed in all around her. Paige's heart slammed against her ribs. Her keening cries reverberated off his palm and vibrated her lips. Her limbs grew numb, her fingers and toes tingled, and as her pussy softened and expanded, Austin's eyes narrowed. His thrusts quickened as fierce and urgent demand rolled off him in brutal waves. Pulling from her nipple with a wet pop, he slammed his cock to her core with one final thrust, then stilled. Give it to me, he growled, gnashing her nipple between his teeth and lashing it with his tongue. Paige screamed against his hand as shockwaves sizzled through her, scorching her blood and blurring her vision. Tunnel clutching and muscles straining, she bore down on his cock with a guttural groan. He ripped his hand from her mouth and Paige sucked in a greedy breath. Strobes of light exploded behind her eyes. Gripping her hips, Austin pushed her deep against his glorious cock and slammed his lips over hers as a mountain of ecstasy crashed through her. Clutching and quaking, she shattered in his arms. As wave after brutal wave exploded through her, he held her tightly and swallowed the screams, burning the back of her throat. Sailing past the heavens, Paige shook and shuddered as her pussy contracted and fluttered. Lost in spine-bending bliss, she was barely aware that Austin's kiss had softened or his fingertips lightly circled her nipple. But when he eased his steely cock from her core, stealing the decadent heat fueling her fire, she issued a desolate moan. Easy, baby. I've got you, he murmured against her lips as he cupped her mound and gently massaged her quivering sex. Mewling in gratitude, Paige continued sailing among the clouds as Austin slowly and gently eased her back to earth. He feathered kisses to the corners of her mouth 
as he carefully tucked her breast beneath her shirt. His chivalry was unexpected and confusing. The fierce, carnal command he'd wielded as he coaxed the most epic orgasm of her life had been replaced by a tenderness and care he'd kept hidden. What the hell just happened? How did he do that? More importantly, can he do it again? The end of this excerpt. I'm Donovan Kane. This has been a short, steamy excerpt from The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mama, Brides of Haven, Book One, written by Jenna Jacob. You can learn more about Jenna Jacob and her books at steamystoriesforwomen.com. And that was the steamy excerpt from The Cowboy's Virgin Baby Mama, written by Jenna Jacob. Jenna, I love that excerpt. <laughs> it was pretty fun to write. Um, there's there's a whole lot of pent-up passion going on between those two um, that just kind of exploded in that little alcove. So, Well, he saved her from the coyotes, Jenna. Oh, well, of course, but, you know. You know. So. But she's forbidden, you know, she's, she's, she's off limits, you know, there's a whole lot riding if anybody finds out that they're like even together. So, um, yeah, there's, there's this, this feud is brutal. It's brutal. The, the Carsons aren't even allowed to step foot on Nelson property. So, but of course that happens. Well, you have to go, you have to go get that book and find out how that uh, begins and ends. I mean, it, it's a very interesting, uh. It's a very interesting story. It really is. And very steamy. It is steamy. And there's a whole lot of, um, you know, there's a whole lot of sneaking around going on. I'll just say that. (laughs) But they're not as sneaky as they think they are. So that's Right, right, right. Well, tell us a little bit about um, how did you get started? Let's start at the beginning here. How how did Jenna Jacob become the author that you are today? Because that, it didn't happen overnight, did it? No, no. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, it was um, a mutual friend of Shayla Black. Actually saw a snippet that I'd put up on my Facebook account, my just before I had a Jenna Jacob account. And um, I got an, a message off Facebook from Shayla Black, who was like my unicorn author, right? Uh-huh. And she says, a little bird tells me that, you know, you're you're inter- interested in writing. And I like, you know, screamed like I just was like so shocked that she reached out to me. And so <clears throat> we talked on the phone. Um, she promised me she wasn't a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, OK, fine. And so she called. I gave her my phone number and she called me and we talked for like three hours. And I have my house is set up where I have like a living room, dining room, kitchen. It's all in one one floor, and there's a doorway, so you can go like in a circle through the, uh-huh. through the living room. And I was pacing through my living room, dining dining room, and kitchen for like three hours on the phone in my head, going, "I'm talking to Shayla Black. I'm talking to Shayla Black." And so it, she just laughs at me when I when I tell that story because she's like, you know, and now we are like best friends, and it's we'll, we co-author. Um, a series, The Unbroken. Um, uh, I've just gone blank. Ah, yes, I co I co write with uh, Shayla, uh, The Unbroken series, which includes Rain Falling, uh, which is a, a four book series, and Heavenly Rising, which we will have the last book out in that soon. I promise. Um, 
And so that's kind of how I started. She she discovered me and kind of took me under her wing. And she says, no, she just kicked me in the butt because I needed it. And uh, and so I um, she said, write a story. And I did. And I had no idea there were rules about writing. And the first story I wrote was like, you know, it was in everybody's uh, different points of view. And it was like, and she's like, yo, yo, no, wait, wait, no, you can't do that. So after I, after I threw up, I started writing again. And I um, began with a BDSM series called the Doms of Genesis, Genesis, which I have reformatted or recovered, re- um renamed and re-released as club genesis chicago because i've started another offshoot of that uh dungeon series bdsm dungeon series called the club genesis dallas and that has just um i released my first book in that series just late last year so that's how i got started and so now wait a second here you hadn't written a book before you talked to shayla black oh yeah, I'm, well, yeah, I had a, I've had still got a bunch of stuff sitting on my hard drive, but it's all in different points of view, and okay. it's all, okay. you know, um, but no, to sit down and, and actually write or publish a story, no. I mean, I still have, I wrote a story on mm-hmm. notebook paper when I was 13 right? Um, that I still have. I actually still have that story. Really? When are you going to publish that one now? I don't think I am. I don't think <laughs> Well, that must that must have been just uh, just surreal to have it, that. It happen. was. It was just like out of you know out of the clear blue, just knocked me on my butt. Is what it did. And so I spoke to my husband and I said, "I have a chance to be an author." He goes, "What do we need to do?" And I said, "Yeah, just mortgage everything to the hilt and let's do it." <laughs> so I quit my job and started writing. <laughs> well, it was just a little thing. That's all you had to do, you know. Yeah, so that's that's an amazing story in itself and and uh so you started writing the books and uh were the first ones difficult for you the first i'll tell you what the most the hardest part for me after i wrote my first book which was um um it's it's called awaken me now but it was called um embracing my submission the hardest part was sending it to the editor. I sat at my desk. It was done. I was ready to send it. I sat at my desk for 30 minutes before I could hit the send button, crying. I was so scared. And finally, I got out of my office and I I walked out of my office and I looked at my husband. I said, tell me to hit the "Mm -mm," send button. He goes, hit the "Mm -mm," send button. And I'm like, (laughs) and I turned around and came back and hit send. And then, yeah, so... That that was that was just terrifying to me. Um, and now it's, you know, um, it's a lot easier now to hit that send button. So <laughs> what what part is what part is uh, there's a lot of it, of course. But what part is was so scary for you to to share it with the world, something that came out of your head and to share it with someone else or the editor itself? The editing was, itself, what was it? I think my biggest fear was that it was just garbage, you know, <laughs> that it was just like. Nobody this that it, first of all that it was you know a mess which it was um, because my um, yeah I, I am not good with punctuation and sometimes grammar um, so it came back with all this red stuff you know and and a lot of them still do but um, I just figured that's you know that's just 
job security for the editor. Because exactly, <laughs> you can't cut the editor out of the process. You know, they they have to have what they do as well. So yeah, oh, what they do is hugely important. Oh, um, just hugely important. So yeah. Well, how do you? You've written books, uh, many books, of course, and uh, how do you come up with your ideas? Oh my gosh, um, there was uh, a book I wrote. Uh, called Master of My Mind, which was in the the Dom's of Genesis series, which is now um, I'm having a brain, which is now called um, Seize Me. And um, a friend of mine, it, this it's in a BDSM series. A friend of mine, her master died, hmm. and so I was like, how devastating for a submissive, you know, for that rock to no longer be there. And so I wrote that book um, based on just that, um, that experience of, of knowing her, knowing him and the loss that she went through. Um, and that was, that was a book where I, so I was writing that book and where the master dies, I'm sitting here just bawling my head off and my oh. husband comes, my office is off the kitchen. So my husband's like getting a cup of coffee and he's like looking at me He's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, it's a story. And he just kind of shakes his head and turns around and walks away, you know? So, so a lot of things um, I think come from um, just snippets of life. You know, there's a lot of me and him in, in the characters, different facets of us, I should say. Um, I like writing small town because I used to spend summers with my grandparents in this tiny little town in Iowa. And so I know, I know how the gossip guild works. I know how, you know, you have to, everybody knows your business before, you know, the sun goes down mm. or rises. And, and I, and I like Haven because it's got just crazy people there. The people there are just <laughs> And the, and the stores, I mean, we've got a, a um, I've got a florist and taxidermy business combined. A lot of the businesses are combined. So um, it's budding. Do, do you see a lot of florist taxidermy businesses? No, no, no not at all. But I decided to make it That's just, awesome. just to make it as quirky as I could. And, right. and I did it. You know, I've got, um, we have Bart's Bait and Bible. You can get bait and, bar and buy a Bible there. Well, um, there you go. You can pray to catch a fish. Yeah, you can pray at to the catch the same time. Yeah. Exactly. Um the 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 one I like the best is so it fits your great expectations. It's a thrift store liquor store combo. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And the people there are great. We've got um we've got um Emmett Hill. He's a World World War II vet, honored vet, town hero, right? Um, and he's a Bigfoot hunter. And so he's, he's old, he's very old and he nearly kills the mayor's Pomeranian one night. And, you know, it's just, it's a fun, quirky town. Um, it sounds fun. It is fun. It's fun to write. It's, I, I, I like writing that town. It's, well, you, 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 you sit there and these ideas are formed in your head and your, your characters are brought to life and then you then you deal with them or do they deal with you? I probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I, I really like heroes and heroines who are messed up. I like, 
I like them when they've got, you know, like issues. Like Austin just wants to run the farm and he's first in line to, it's a generation thing. They've been in this, they've owned this land for generations. And since he's the firstborn, he's in line to, you know, inherit the the farm, the ranch. And, and he has a responsibility and he's just kind of like, dead set on this is what I'm going to do. I don't have time for women. I don't have time. You know, my brothers can go get the 5 million. I don't care. I don't have time for this. I got work to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and, and here comes, uh, and then here, here comes, comes Paige. Here comes Paige <laughs> and all her little mm -hmm, glory. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, it, it the book itself, you, you have to check out this book and it's the first one in the series, correct? Yes, it is. So you you get this book, and uh, then then you get hooked on that, and you go on with the, the rest of the series, and and you have many more books to choose from on many different uh, types of characters, right? Oh, definitely. I have some rock stars that are just the bad boys of rock mm -hmm. from the licks of leather, bad boys from rock, and they are some wild boys. <laughs> they they are some wild boys, and um. Yeah, but also included with the Cowboys Virgin Baby Mama is the Baby Bargain, which kind of sets up the whole, um, the whole the whole precept of the series as far as you know. Here's the Dad Duke. He's determined to honor his, his wife Kitty's request that they carry on the name. So, you know, the boys aren't doing anything. They're not you know they're not dating. They're not dating seriously. Um, and he's he's got to light a fire under him. So you get to. You get to see all the reactions of all of the brothers regarding this proposition. Well, it sounds quite, it sounds like quite a ride. And mm -hmm. uh, so that series, and then you have several other series. Now, I went to your website, and if you go to jennajacob.com, you'll learn about all the series, right? All the books. Yes. Well, and right now, I'm actually having a, a new website design and it's not up yet, but it's soon, soon. So it will have uh, completely everything right now. The one I have is kind of broken, so I'm working, but I am working on that. Okay. And, uh, they, but they can go there and, uh, and find some of your work and pretty soon find all your work on your new website and it's jennajacob.com. Jenna. Yeah. And they can also just hit my Amazon author page. That's right. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. And what, let me ask you, I, and I ask this in all my interviews, sometimes I almost forget to ask it, but I always have to go back and ask what comes out of your head. Sometimes do other people read your books that, you know, or your fans and they look at you and go, Jenna, what the hell? Um, yeah. Where did you well, get that? Sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes they do. They're like, <laughs> you come up with that, you know? Um, I remember when my mom was, when I first started writing, my mom was alive and she read my first book, which was Embracing My Submission, which is, you know, BDSM. Mm -hmm. She, and I'm like, mom, you really don't want to read this. You're, you just really don't want to read it. And she said, yeah, I do. I really do. And I'm like, okay. So I gave her the book and um, she, she calls me and she goes, I like the way you write. I just don't like what those people do. <laughs> and so my dad, who's 93, and still driving, which is terrifying. Um, but no, he's still driving. Um, he wanted to read one of my books. So I, and I told him, I said, dad, this is, you know, this is kind of like, I gave him the, the tamest book almost. I mean, there really isn't a tame one. I wasn't going to give him a BDSM book. There's no way. There's just right. no way. <laughs> right. um, so I gave him 
um, Small Town Second Chance, which is actually, that's my favorite book I've ever written. And I gave that to him and um, I told him, I said, now it's, it's really, you know, there's, there's sex in it, dad. There's a whole lot of sex in it. And he goes, well, where do you think you came from? <laughs> so that, like, that okay. is perfect. I know, that's, right? That, that's perfect. What better answer than that? I know. I know. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Okay. So yeah, I gave it to him and he liked it. He did enjoy it. So. Oh, that's wonderful. He, he didn't say anything about the sex though. He didn't say it was, you know, he just kind of like, Oh, that, that's a good story. That's a good story. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And your husband, does he ever, other than the day you were crying, does he ever walk by you and go, what are you doing? Um, no, he, he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's, um, I talk to him and I'm like, you know, figure out what you're doing for dinner. I'm on deadline. That's about, you know, <laughs> grab something for dinner. I'm on deadline. Um, but he'll, you know, he's, um, he is very supportive. I mean, he comes, he goes with me to every book signing and I am just blessed that he is, he's an, he's really an amazing man. He's very incredible. And I, I am so blessed and so lucky and that, you know, he's put up with me for, 31 years so yeah yeah I get, my guess is he feels the same way about you i think so i think so <laughs> either that that's or awesome he, either that or he doesn't want to you know train a couple of 20 year olds i don't know yeah. <laughs> no. no he's he's very supportive and very he's he's my rock he's definitely my rock. that's that's fantastic and uh so what's next What's coming up next? Actually, I am working right now on the third book in The Brides of Haven. Um, from this is the third book, uh, after, yeah, the third book in the Brides of Haven series, and it is the Cowboys Buckle Bunny. It is uh, Austin's youngest brother, Bo. It's his story. He is a um, bull rider, very famous and very. Um, he's he's very famous bull rider. Wow. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he's, he doesn't want any part of Duke's bargain either. He's already made his fortune, uh, winning two world title bull riding championships. Um, but you know, things happen. Mm, things happen. Things and, happen. uh, so my, my guess is that there's a, a, a girl that makes those things happen. Uh, they can make them happen together, but yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> they gets the ball rolling, so right. to speak. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm working on that right now. Right. And then next on my plate is the second book called Forbidden Indulgence, which is book two of the Club Genesis Dallas series. So, um, and I'm I'm really enjoying that too. That's that's a, I, I really, I'm having fun with that series too. So this is this is a uh, BDSM club BDSM club that uh, just came out of your head. So this BDSM club completely exists in that head of you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The <laughs> club Club Genesis Chicago exists too, um, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of of great characters in that series that I that you I I've, I've fallen in love with. Um, I like to write BDSM. Um, I like it. I don't get into a lot of, I mean, yes, there is club scenes and different scenes, but I like to write 
the the emotion the, the mental side of BDSM because that's basically what it is. It's all in the head. Um, but why a dominant has the the desire to dominate and why a submissive craves to give her power over. So mm-hmm. I and I, I enjoy that whole power exchange thing. It's it's quite unique and it's quite beautiful. It's a very popular subject with uh, mm-hmm. steamy books. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say to your your readers and your listeners that have purchased your books and love what you create? That I am honored and just 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 honored and that I love them to pieces. I love I love it when I when they they message me and say, you know, you made me cry. You made me I'm cried my eyes out. You know, it's like, sorry, not sorry, but you know, um, <laughs> and the, that's, I think the biggest compliment is that you, you have written characters who not only move you, but they move other people. They, they, they strike a chord inside someone else that they can either relate to or sympathize with or cheer for, you know, I think that's important because we all need, there's, we all need to Sometimes we all just need to escape into the uh, into a, a fantasy world where, you know, someone else's issues and troubles and problems outweigh your own, mm-hmm. you know, or um, just to escape the the craziness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just to go in that world. And it, it must be a wonderful feeling for you to sit down and uh, bring these characters to life put them out into the world and now they become part of other people's lives as well. And then since they're part of their lives, then they turn around and, and share them with others. And so what you create in your head, you you never know how far it might go. I know I have, I have one reader who, um, I have a male, I've written one male, male, um, novella. And I had to, because, um, from the Doms of Genesis, Chicago, you meet, a couple, Daddy Drake and his boy Trevor. And Trevor is actually um, modeled after a very dear friend of mine who passed away this last year. Um, but Trevor is, he's hes me as far as no filter, says whatever he wants, just, you know, just blurts it out. He doesn't care. and And there's a part of me that's like that. I have to especially if there's alcohol involved you don't want to be around me um (laughs) but anyway um so but trevor i had to write their story because their their love is so brutally brutal and raw and deep and not that the others aren't but i i had to write trevor but there's a, a reader who she says trevor's mine she's actually on her third copy of the book because she reads it so much, the pages get all messed up and she has to get a new copy. That's amazing when you have that kind of, when you that, have that kind of re- reaction from someone. That, that is, I, I mean, my heart just, my heart just wants to explode that she loves him so much, but I understand because they are, they are um, a very unique couple, especially from what they went through uh-huh. um, in the beginning. So, um, but I, I think all the couples and trios that I write are are unique and special. <clears throat> they all have they all have 
just facets of them that I that I love bringing out. And you wouldn't you wouldn't have wanted to create them otherwise. No, <clears throat> excuse me, no, um, no. I'm like I said, I like taking really messed up people and and <laughs> letting them find their happily ever afters. That's that's like uh, I just want to go kiss. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I enjoyed very much talking with you on the show today. I've enjoyed very much uh, recording the steamy excerpt for you. And uh, thank you very much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Donovan. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I'm just so grateful. And it's been an honor to be here and a pleasure to chat with you. Well, thank you so much. And uh, for you listeners out there, make sure you go to jennajacob.com. Look for Jenna Jacob uh, on uh, Amazon. And you'll find all of her books. And she's got such a wide variety of books in there. They're all amazing. You need to go check that out today. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Jenna Jacob. And we'll see you, you next on the on the next interview. All righty. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this author spotlight episode of the podcast featuring romance author Jenna Jacob. I would like to thank Jenna Jacob for being on the show and you for listening. I'm Donovan Kane. Visit my website at donovancain.com or you can find out more about myself and Jenna Jacobs' work at steamystoriesforwomen.com.